1: Unstoppable, unbelievable, unbeatable With victory over Sheffield United Liverpool have made it through 12 full months Without defeat in the Premier League Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane cutting through the blades As Liverpool won 2-0 at Anfield I'm Guy Clark and welcome along to the post-game podcast Here on Blood Red Coming up, we've got plenty in store for you As we react to the latest win for the Reds You'll hear from Jurgen Klopp in his post-match press conference Tonight, as all over performance, it was as good as anything, it was just really,
2: really good. And um, that's um, that makes me quite
3: happy, to be honest.
1: A regular selection of Liverpool fans also have their say. I've
3: watched Liverpool for many, many years and I've never seen a side like this. And I've heard my dad talking about the great sides from the 80s and the 70s. But to me, this is a special side. I just hope that we can carry on and just see this job through this season
1: and there's much more besides to come as well but let's get over to Anfield then shall we and here's the Echoes Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst with his take
4: Liverpool's 13 point lead at the top of the Premier League has been re-established this evening with a 2-0 win over Sheffield United uh, here at Anfield the first game of 2020 ultimately a routine win for the Reds Uh, Mohamed Salah got the ball rolling after just four minutes when uh, a long ball from Virgil van Dijk got Andy Robertson in down the left Uh, he squared it across goal and Salah made no mistake Uh, Sheffield United picking the ball of their net before they'd really uh, have a kick of the ball Um, The the game was was a fairly drab affair, there weren't too many chances Uh, Liverpool pressed and pro, but goalkeeper Dean Henderson Same goalkeeper who made the horrendous mistake for Liverpool's win at Bramall Lane back in September He was in inspired form and kept out Salah a couple of times uh, Kept out Sadio Mane Uh, Jordan Henderson was the the real star of the show for Liverpool tonight A real captain's performance from him um, after a 33-day period where Liverpool played 11 times, uh, this team, the, the senior team, played 10 of those. Um, energy levels might have dipped. He certainly dipped against Wolves uh, a few days back. But uh, Henderson was cajoling. He, he probed and he passed his way through them, through the gears. Uh, an absolute captain's performance from him. Um, Sadio Mane had a couple of chances to make it 2-0, uh, and then the second did eventually arrive. Um, it was w- another wonderful pass from Salah to get him through Henderson as I say in, in inspired form the goalkeeper he made the save and then Mane was first up to tap it into the empty net to make it 2-0 and from there there was no way back for Sheffield United um, it's now 364 days since Liverpool's last defeat that, of course was at the Etihad in that 2-1 defeat that ultimately cost them the Premier League title Liverpool have gone 13 points clear again it's now 51 games in Anfield without defeat dating back to April 2017 um, This truly is a team that's one of the greatest Liverpool teams of all time. Once they win that Premier League this season, they will certainly be in the conversation alongside the greatest of Bob Paisley's, Bill Shankly's and Kenny Dagleish's team. Uh, Liverpool fans really need to enjoy this while they're watching it, savour it, because it won't last forever,
1: but it's here and now, and Liverpool are the best team in the world. Some brilliant stats and sentiments there from Paul Gorst reacting to Liverpool's 2-0 win over Sheffield United at Anfield. Liverpool breaking a Premier League record tonight as well with a staggering 969 passes played during the game. That's the most since stats started being recorded. Well, plenty more thoughts and views to come from our regular contributors and from the Blood Red podcast Facebook group as well. But before all of those, let's hear from Jurgen Klopp, who's been holding his post-match press conference.
5: You got know, a few people describe the to performance tonight as one of a team that has the air of a side that is totally dominant in the title race and has total control of their own destiny. How did
3: you, you feel?
2: I didn't think one of the things you mentioned now, but, but I saw was a really good football game. I saw a game which we played in exactly the way you have to play against Sheffield United. We saw a lot of games, a few people here, probably Sheffield United journalists here, or from who usually write about them. I don't think there were a lot of games like this um, in, in the last year, in 2019. So that was the. Biggest and the best thing what the boys did tonight that they let didn't let them um, get anything of the game, which is really difficult the way they defend. But we did really well. We our passing was really good, we broke lines, we we, we, our positioning was exceptional. The the discipline in these things offensively was exceptional because of the way they they set it up. It's difficult for counter press. because I passed pretty much the first ball immediately into the third, the, the, one of the two strikers, but still it was really good how we reacted then. With the center halves we were spot on, handling around that, outstanding. These other moments, they won't, and we didn't let them really happen until pretty much after 75, 80 minutes when we started passing kind of sloppy. Um, but then you saw they were not broke or whatever after after uh, eighty minutes without possession pretty much they were still waiting for this situation. So um, we could get concentrated again. And um, control again brought it over the line and um, very, very well deserved.
0: It's now a year without defeating
5: the, the Premier League as well get driven immediately after the game. There's still room for improvement. So it is. What does that say about it? Your team, the
2: mentality I said it before because they are smart we know that there's is, there is space for improvement that's not how you how you deal with it then now in the in the headlines I, I couldn't care less because it's just um, we don't see it as a threat for other teams for us it's important we just care about us we can do things better than we have to but I saw some things which we did already much better than the last game for example which helps and helped tonight a lot um, you <laughs> saw that the team in the dressing room. There was no party or something like that. There are two reasons for it. It's not that uh, it's really an intense period of the year. So it's not like uh, somebody wants to go out tonight and have a few drinks. So they're all happy when they're in the bed. And um, so am I, by the way. And um, and and because this or this player wants to do better, knows that he has to do better in this or this situation. But for tonight, as all over performance, it was. As good as anything. It was just really, really good, and um, that's um, that makes me quite happy, to be honest. Okay. I mean,
5: look. Short press comments. You don't have to. <laughs> Sam, yes. You don't
2: have to, right? No, now. Do you know that? Um, like it's,
1: it's such a long run now without defeat, and you're going into an FA Cup game, yeah. big time. Do, do, you, do you have to keep that momentum going in the cup, or? or can you risk it? can you risk making a lot of
2: changes or do you have to make it? So, what I will not do, I will not tell Carlo Ancelotti tonight the lineup, but I will do what I think is right to do. Some things I can decide by myself, I will, and some things the medical department will tell me. The medical department will tell me. So, that means um, I don't know in this moment what the lineup will be, but it will be the best possible for us in this moment and for this game, so you can imagine, I know that, um, I'm pretty sure that um, Carlo will not make a lot of changes for him, it's, uh, it's like he started already really, really well but now having then the first the opportunity to win at Anfield, which didn't happen for a few years, um, that's another another big chance what they see, but we will have, um, have fresh legs and what we need is Support because again the only advantage they played yesterday we played today um, the only advantage we have is Enfield. so we need support from the first second so and that we will we will see how it will be but in a moment it's it was a tough game eh? so tonight again and um, yeah we have to make sure that we do to make the right decisions and hopefully I can do that okay
1: Matt then Paul first of all yeah you spoke there about like selection fresh legs and now pretty much and then obviously
2: I don't know exactly what he has, it was the grind, but I can say already he will not be involved against Everton. That's... um, Yeah, makes it 12 adult players we have, and plus the kids. So, um, yeah, that's not cool. eh? That's not cool. Cannot change it anymore. No clue how it happened. I think it was the last shot in the warming up when he felt something. um, Came in, was limping. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody who played football had this kind of injury in it. That's not nice. It's painful. Eh? So, um, yeah, don't know exactly what it is or how long it will take, but I can say already it will not be. he will not be ready for
4: Sunday. Okay, Paul Nanny, final once before we go. Jaden, okay, Jordan Henderson's been very consistent for, the, for a long time, but especially in the last sort of month since the Firmino injury. Can you say a few words just about you who know, was the key captain? Could you give an appreciation of his performances?
2: You need my words to do that, so first of all hopefully it stays like this, yes, he's exceptional, yes, he's outstanding. I would have to say what Virginia uh, and Hendo, especially now well, because they had the biggest number of games where they play there's just incredible absolutely incredible I don't take that one second for granted if anybody still in, in uh, whether w- who is with us doesn't see the quality of John Henderson I can't help him I can't help so um, is Handel the perfect football player? No. Do I know anybody who is it? No. Is he unbelievably important to us? Yes. Um, he didn't like the position six um, when he saw how good Fabinho is. <laughs> um, I asked him, I don't know when, two, three weeks ago, when he played already exceptional position. And you, I know, you don't like the position, right? And he said he was laughing. Before that, he played centre half. Um, So I don't know exactly what um, Gareth Southgate is now doing with him, which position he will play there, but um, there are a few options obviously. Yeah, you see in life, character and mentality helps always, Um, and in this case especially, but um, for me it's only difficult to speak about one person positive, because I I always feel I have to mention all the others as well, because it's just I don't take it one second for granted, we have 13 adult players and go through this period, now after tonight we have 12, uh, Takumi coming in, makes it 13 again. Nate Phillips, if you want to count him with 22 years as an adult player with no Premier League experience, makes it at least for one or two weeks. Um, 14. That's it. So, And that's what we have to make sure. That's why I said, whichever lineup I will choose for, for, for Sunday, and I don't know it in this moment, what we need, if you want to go through, anybody in a Liverpool show, if you want to go through, then throw your soul on the pitch because we need your voice, eh? 100%.
1: Final questions have this be up there. Bearing in mind your <coughs> take <teams> back twelve <'cause coughs> and the comments
3: about Chris Wilder in the pretty much program tonight. Have you just seen the two
2: prime candidates for manager of the year <laughs> on the touchline I <laughs> I I said it before I couldn't I, I really couldn't respect it more, so it, it, it shouldn't really sound disrespectful when I say I didn't know about Chris Wilder before when he when the said I have enough to do with knowing everything about our opponents, and if you're in a the championship then I see some games, but not all of them. I heard about the special setup, up tactics, stuff like that, but so only one or two games and that doesn't help in life. Um, so, and that's what I wanted to say, It was it's just exceptional. The, the unbelievable thing, and that's for Chris important, like it's for me very important, that there's no perfection, he knows that there's no perfection, so we, we played tonight in a way, where they struggled, with which they struggled, that's how it is. We did really well, it's not easy, we didn't do it as good in, at Sheffield, um, there's no perfect system, we don't have it, Chris doesn't have it, there's just a, um, a system which helps the team to to win as many games as possible, and it did that exceptionally well. Um, and. Some really, really, really good players in the team as well. And before the game, I watched a little bit where they came from, stuff like that. That's just a wonderful story. That's a wonderful story. But the players they played, I don't know how long, in lower leagues. And then <coughs> did, uh, went, did, um, that way together with with Chris and and the team, that's outstanding. And, um, yeah, I couldn't respect it more.
1: Jürgen Klopp speaking with the media after the tuna win over Sheffield United... Plenty of praise being handed out then by the manager and looking into the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group. There's a similar theme in there as well. Ryan Scott says, I still find it weird just how good we are. I keep waiting for the familiar heartbreak that used to come with being a Liverpool supporter, but it just keeps getting better. Mark Donahue says, I said it after Wolves and I'll say it again. No coincidence that the clean sheets have reappeared, with Joe Gomez joining Virgil van Dijk in the centre of our back line. Matthew Jones, another comfortable win at the start of a massive month. If we can negotiate United and clear three tricky away games in Spurs, Wolves, and West Ham, I think it'll break those chasing us. Joshua Worthington, though, says we've been unbeaten for one whole year since our defeat against Manchester City in the previous 2018-19 season, which means that it's been 37 games unbeaten with 13 points clear from Leicester City and in 983 days since we've lost at Anfield in a game in the Premier League absolutely mind-blowing next game is our local derby match number two of three this weekend in the fa cup competition then we travel to london to face tottenham 18 more games to go well more from the blood red podcast facebook group to come but not before this from matt witty
0: well that was a thoroughly dominant performance um even if the scoreline uh didn't quite didn't quite reflect the the overall dominance of the performance uh, in Largely down to um, their goalkeeper Henderson, who had a who had a fine game, uh, made two or three really important saves um, in the first half, and uh, another sharp one from Salah at the near post in the in the second half. Um, And it could have been worse if we'd uh, found our our passing with some of our shorter passing in and around their area in the in the second half, particularly around the D, um, and late on um, with a couple of chances where it really did look like there was a through ball on, but. but that aside, um it was a really really good performance um from uh, from everybody. Um it's difficult sometimes on these pods to uh to, um, to 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 give praise to everybody that deserves it particularly after a performance like that. Um but certainly uh Henderson in midfield was absolutely outstanding second half in particular. He absolutely ran the show from uh, from midfield, won the ball back countless times, and um, really kept the ball ticking over and you've just got to give so much credit to uh to him for for filling the void that that looked pretty worrying, really, when Fabinho was injured um, all those weeks ago, and it's just their credit to how uh, how how good a player he is that you know for for all of his um, applauds he got last year in a in a more advanced role that he's just immediately slotted back into um, to the Fabinho role um, and done it so so seamlessly. Thought he was brilliant. Um, I thought at the back um, Van Dijk and Gomez again continued their superb partnership. Um, I thought they really complemented each other well. Obviously, they both got pace pace to burn um, but uh, yeah you, you, can just see, uh, you can just see there's a real partnership for, uh, forming there um, and I think that Gomez um, gomez had a really really good game um, but it, it, it can't be underestimated how good Virgil van Dijk is I mean there was a tackle he made um, sliding through when he was the last man at one point and just comfortably won the ball um, and he just looked annoyed really with the rest of the team that had been forced into, forced into doing that um, he talks the whole time you can see it when you're at the game constantly so that you know there there were a number of occasions where sheffield united got the ball um they shifted out to the right wing and he's there marshalling the defense telling exactly what everyone where they need to be the left sheffield united try and switch it to the to the opposite flank and again he's there just telling everyone he just does this all game long and it's just uh, it's, he's just uh, he's just somebody that we should uh, we just shouldn't underestimate um, how good a performance um, it is even without the uh, the tackles and the the crazy overlapping uh, run when he when he brought it forward and was uh, playing one twos on the edge of the box in the in the first half. It was nice to see Gomez doing that again, slightly strangely in the 80th minute. Um, again, not not something you expect to see when you're already two 0 up in a in a title race. But yeah, great to see. Um, obviously, the fullbacks absolutely brilliant. Um, just the range of passing from alexander arnold uh, breathtaking the uh, the energy from andy robbo um, i was quite glad that he got a he was able to get a bit of a breather because he just puts in he just puts in such a shift and the uh, yeah the midfield three often criticized at times uh for a lack of creativity but today you can see exactly how they sort of knit this um knit this team together um yeah absolutely brilliant um, and then I think the final thing I'd say is uh, Salah and Mane both took their goals really well. Um, but aside from that, um, I thought their unselfish running um, really dragged Sheffield United um, into um, out, out, out of position a lot of times, and they just made those runs all game long, and were a constant a constant threat. So yeah, brilliant uh, brilliant performance, uh, another clean sheet as well, and yeah, still top of the league by I can't even remember now.
1: Thirteen points, Matt. That's the lead at the top, and there's more to come here on post game after this.
0: The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
1: Thirty-seven games without defeat now. Then for Liverpool in the Premier League, thirty-two wins and just five draws in that time. Back to our contributors tonight, and time to hear from Ross Strachan.
3: Another three points in the bag, and the march continues on top of the league table. Absolute dominance from start to finish today. I thought they were at it from the very beginning. Obviously, the f- the-, the goal in the first few minutes has obviously knocked a little bit of stuffing out of Sheffield United. Un- Defender's very unlucky. It's a good ball over the top. Defender's unlucky, slips, and you can't you can't do that to, little, to this side now. Robinson to Salah, absolutely deadly. Three minutes gone for, well, four minutes, whatever it was. 1-0 and their game plans basically must be out the window and from that point onwards there was, there was only ever going to be one winner and that's how it continued liverpool i thought throughout the whole game were absolutely brilliant Up you know, the passing the confidence on the ball the they've got a real belief now they've got a real swagger about the way they're playing Everyone knows the job from front to back. It's it's just absolutely joyful to watch. I've watched Liverpool for many, many years and I've never seen a side like this. I've heard my dad talking about the great sides from the 80s and the 70s. But to me, this is a special side and this is is the side that I think is going to be special for me and my kids. This is special. I just hope that we can carry on and just see this job through this season. But yeah, Sheffield United, they were well drilled. Nothing more than that, really. I think, like I say, the first goals knocked a bit of the stuffing out of them. But they didn't want to take too many risks because they're so wary of our threats. Any time the ball's at Mane's feet or Salah's feet or there's, something happens, there's a threat. There's The keeper's made a couple of good saves as well in that first half, that Henderson, the keeper's made some good saves. But yeah, cruise control, and it continued in the second half. Same thing. And then the second goal is an absolute cracker. Again, the front two linking up wonderfully. And it started to start in our own box. The goalkeeper, so quick. That's when we're almost on our most dangerous. When you know, corner for the opposition or it's in the keeper's hands was so quick on the counter within, you know, the space of five, 10 seconds. It's in the back of the net. Man, a 2 0, little 1 2 was Salah. Wonderful stuff. Absolutely wonderful to see. And yeah, it's just just joyful stuff. Uh, Liverpool-wise, I thought they were all brilliant, but Henderson, again, like he has been for, to me, the last six to eight weeks, I think he's really, really stepped up his place again. He was man at the match for me all day long there. Absolutely ran the show midfield. Hopefully, you know, it's been a really tough month, fixture-wise, I was really worried about it you know, picking up too many injuries or you know, dropping some points, but Liverpool have not disappointed. They've absolutely cruised through December. You know, these games every two or three days, it's been no issue. They've, they've, he's rotated the squad well enough, just brought a couple in each time. Yeah, we've got a few injuries, but yeah, it was a young bench today, obviously, because with the, the injury to cater and that and the warm-up and stuff, but you know, I don't mind all that. The derby to come up, on Sunday, I'm sure there'll be a few changes, but I'm sure some of the players that play today will play because you're not just going to roll over to me, side Derby and why, why can't I just go and win the lot? Um, obviously, we've got Minamino to come in, signing from uh, Salzburg, who I was a big fan of. I'd, I've only seen him, obviously, in the two games that he played against us, but he, to me, he was a standout man for me, him and um Wang it was, two, two top players for them and to get in for such a price surely that's got to give us a bit of a boost going into the second half of the season we can rest players a little bit more now bring him in, it's, it's brilliant so yeah, so positive just, just look forward to every Liverpool game at the minute that's how it should be so it's the derby Sunday forget about the league for a week or so Go, go and get rid of the Blues and then yeah Tottenham after that I think it is so let's ping it on, come on Liverpool
1: Ross here with us on the Post Game Podcast we're delving back into the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group and a fair few thoughts to get through then David Gravestock says this team are genuinely reaching Sachi's Milan levels absolutely incredible Joe and Virgil van Dijk the modern day Berezi and Costa Curta Robert Hall says, 58 points from 60, these Reds are relentless and are marching to the title. If you told me it would be five points clear at this point of the season, I'd have taken it. But to be 13 points ahead of second and 14 points clear of City with a game in hand, that's absolutely outrageous. 18 games left, we won't take that many to win the title. And Fran Fagan just keeps it simple, saying another dominant performance, enough said. We're time now to hear from our last couple of contributors tonight with the thoughts of Steve Dawson, who follows on from Mark Baker. Very
5: comfortable game for Liverpool. I felt the performance was outstanding. Uh, Technically, tactically, the amount of second balls picked up by Liverpool, the, the way they were able to suffocate Sheffield United when they received possession. Very comfortable in possession as well. Able to, I mean, Sheffield United's ceded a lot of possession to Liverpool, but the way Liverpool managed the game in ter- in terms of circulating the ball and waiting to create open openings was very good, and it showed a real maturity to the game and one which fills me with a lot more confidence in terms of the second half of the season than some Liverpool performances have this season because I think there is there is different ways to win games. Like sometimes you can win games in which you don't play very well, but you you controlled in what you do and. Um, the quality in the final third will tell and then you, you sit into a comfortable block and, and see out the game. But there is also games which border on the side of luck and they're the games you don't really want to fall uh, fall into, if you like, ones where you'd have to rely on the opposition to miss chances or, or not be as productive. So there is definitely two different ways in which you can win games in which you're not at your best. And Liverpool, for some of the season, I think of. I've just strayed towards the latter of the two, which has been slightly worrying, as worried as you can be, for how outstanding the mentality of the side is in in terms of getting the job done. So today was an excellent performance. And I think, I mean, just the other week I touched on Jordan Henderson in Liverpool's midfield and how much of a great fan I am, wax lyrical really about the, the quality traits that he has. And they were all there again. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. And I mean outstanding in the last month. His ability to win second balls, to, to snuff out the opposition's attacks, to circulate the ball, to penetrate as well with his passing, whether that be into the wide areas or whether that be uh, favour forward balls, looking to, to play in between centre-half and full-back. Magnificent he was today and, and what a performance he's put in. Been one of, if not the outstanding midfield player in the, in the division over the last two months or so and that carried on today and rather than and go over the same points about about henderson i thought i'd touch on the the center-half partnership which is bearing real fruits now in terms of joe gomez and obviously the outstanding virgil van Dijk. i think the record stands at 17 games something like five goals conceded for the pair and obviously joel matty in last season and, and, and did well T- to be honest, at times at the back end of last season, he was even more impressive than Van Dyke was. Such was his level of performance. But obviously, Joe Gomez has come back into the side this season with with Matip, suffered an injury, and he's now showing starting to show what he originally showed uh, early on last season in terms of his partnership with Van Dyke. and the what you're looking for from centre halves in the modern day is the ability to be able to fend high in one on one situations play isolated up against the direct opponents and the, the the partnership gives you all the tools to be able to do that. I mean, Gomez recovery pace, ability to transfer travel with the ball into central areas as well and break lines with his ability to carry the ball. Just a really, really positive aspect to Liverpool at the moment. Obviously I could go on about Van Dijk. We I talk about that all the time in the fact that clearly, the best centre-half in world football, and the most complete centre-half that I've seen, and that's no bias from me being a Liverpool supporter. You can't outrun him, you can't outmuscle him, you can't outjump him. Fantastic on the ball in terms of his range of passing and his leadership qualities as well. But to have Gomez next to him, and a player who has some of them similar characteristics and uh, the importance to be able to defend in the manner that Liverpool needs to to be able to execute the blame game plan, it's just fundamentally, it gives them a really good platform in which to go on and try and win games. Obviously, I've talked about the fact of not the biggest and fan. I feel he's made too many mistakes in his Liverpool career, but that doesn't mean he's a bad defender. He's a good defender, but very good in terms of when playing against the better teams, when you're playing deeper, you're sitting there, you're defending your penalty area. However, if you're tasked with playing on the halfway line or playing higher, he has not got the player profile that you'd like in that role. Matter more so. He's more capable of having the athleticism to cover that. But I think Gomez, in terms of player profile to tick all the boxes that you'd like next to Van Dijk if he can now develop, will only push Liverpool on further, I feel. And that's starting to really... um, show some output in terms of the, the level of clean sheets and the platform it's given Liverpool. So I think that was the big take-home today. I mean, the big take-home was Jordan Anderson for me, who again. was by far the best player on the pitch. But I just wanted to talk about that partnership and how it's, it's currently helping Liverpool progress in their, what I hope is, um, ascendance to the
6: title. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 2-0 win at home to Sheffield United. And this was a, another fabulous performance from Liverpool, they really did move the ball along very, very quickly. Indeed, I I picked up from commentary, I think just at the 88-minute mark, so before any injury time was added on, that Liverpool had already broken their own record this season in terms of number of completed passes and the passing accuracy was up there above 90%. So an outstanding performance. There was a time when people would criticize Jordan Henderson for being a bit of a bus stop in the ball's route around the pitch but very rarely did he take more than two touches today uh, Liverpool just moved the ball around very sweetly particularly so in the first 10 15 minutes we saw three switches from fullback to fullback uh, as well during that time um, really impressive stuff it seemed like against let's face it uh, a pretty good Sheffield United side that Liverpool just had the absolute run of things. It was it was very impressive indeed, very nice to watch. And in many ways, the only confounding thing was that, that Liverpool didn't score more goals. They they certainly could have done. Um, but 2-0, a comfortable result and um, very, very nice for Liverpool fans to watch. Uh, we started off in a 4-2-3-1 in a formation, as far as I could tell. And you could see how Naby Keita would have... Fit into that role on the right-hand side with Salah and Firmino in the middle, but with Cate having to withdraw um, minutes before the kickoff because apparently of a, a groin strain. Uh, James Milner stepped into that role and showed us that he can play yet another position, and he he did it uh, he did it fairly well. But it was it was a different look. It was a slightly different shape to. The one that would have taken place had Nabi Kater occupied that position, I think. There was a big gap and it allowed Trent Alexander-Arnold to move up the field even more so than he than he normally did. It took me a little bit of time to work out what was going on, actually. Um, it seemed that we were playing 4-3-3. My initial thought was we were playing 4-3-3, but Salah and Firmino were just two in the middle, and and that Jurgen Klopp was giving Trent Alexander-Arnold even more space to operate on the right-hand side, which doesn't seem like an entirely mad situation. But um, I think what he was probably going for was 4-2-3-1. one Um, be interested to see that again. Let's hope that uh, Naby Keita isn't out for very long and that uh, that was just a precautionary measure. Uh, uh, What is there to talk about? now that Liverpool are just rattling off these um, very nice victories and, and yet another clean sheet. Well, we've moved past the halfway stage and I think it is time to think about Liverpool being uh, an invincible, going through the season without losing. I looked up Arsenal's record and 26 wins, 12 draws, no losses in that invincible season. we passed the halfway mark, as I say. Liverpool have drawn once, 19 wins, one draw, no losses. So if Liverpool were to become invincibles this season, they could afford to draw another 10 of their remaining 18 games to have a better record than Arsenal did in that season. Something to think about. It's hard to see how Liverpool are going to drop points anywhere. It's very hard to see how they're going to lose anywhere, even to Manchester City these days. And it's no longer, is it, about Manchester City dropping points. It's about how many points Liverpool are just racking up. They are, it's an incredible, incredible season to go this far and win so many games. Because I think we all know that the draw is the new loss. You know, when you draw, you lose two points. When you think that that great Arsenal side drew 12 times in a season, we're over the halfway mark and we've only drawn once. It's about the number of r- wins we're rattling off. City haven't had a bad season, nor have Leicester City by no means. You'd expect teams to drop points here and there during the course of a campaign. But nobody can live with Liverpool at the moment. It's it's wonderful to see. Um, FA Cup next. And I don't think Jurgen Klopp will change the side dramatically for two reasons. One, because he hasn't got many options, let's face it. We've got a few walking wounded, haven't we? But also, I think, as I said the last time um, I spoke to, to uh, on the Echo Blood Red post-match podcast, that I think we, we need to go for more than just the league title now. We haven't got it sewn up, but I think we need to be ambitious. I think uh, a Merseyside derby in the FA Cup warrants a, a strong team. and I think that's what Jürgen Klopp will put out. Gallasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I.
1: Steve Dawson after Mark Baker here on the post game podcast and with the last thoughts tonight is Keith Holden in the Facebook group who says pure dominance from the Reds today, a very resilient and dogged team was shown a lesson in possession based football, Liverpool zipped the ball around like a training ground exercise, Henderson was the outstanding midfielder for me, it's no surprise as well that the clean sheets are racking up with the triumvirate of Gomez Van Dijk and Becker re-established at the back again. Surely we're watching the champions elect and the greatest football team to grace an English football pitch. Up the Reds, bring on the Blue Noses. We will be back with the post-game podcast on Sunday after that FA Cup meeting at Anfield with the Neighbours. Do join us then if you can. In the meantime, we'll bring you Jurgen Klopp's pre match press conference and Friday's episode of the Blood Red podcast here on the Blood Red channel, all prior to the game on Sunday. Thanks once again for your time and company here on the Post Game Pod. And until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red channel.